0: and who disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth, justice, and the American way. But before we join Superman, here is an important message. Fellows and girls, the new front has opened. Every headline shouts the news, American troops are in the picture with every ounce of their strength. Sure, we're cheering them on, but that is not enough. We, too, must take part. Now, we know that all red-blooded Americans can't actually wear the uniform of Uncle Sam because, well, because some of us are too young or too old to join the Army or the Navy. But there is one big, important way in which we can take part. We can buy war-saving stamps and bonds. We can loan our money to Uncle Sam. We can put weapons into the hands of those American fighting men. Why do you know that your dime spent for a war stamp is the same dime used to buy five .45 caliber bullets? I guess you know, too, and the Japs and the Nazis certainly do, what a soldier or sailor or Marine can do with five bullets. And speaking of sailors, you might be interested to know that every time you buy five war stamps, that 50 cents buys enough fuel oil to carry a destroyer a full mile closer to its objective. Now that makes buying war stamps pretty exciting, doesn't it? All right then, let's make a promise to ourselves right now. Let's promise to buy war-saving stamps every week regularly. And you can help even more than that. You can get your friends and your mother and father and all the people you know to buy war stamps and bonds regularly. They'll want to help too when you explain to them how important it is for all of us to do our share, to help our brothers, and our friends in uniform. Our boys are going to win this war, and we've got to help them. So remember, every time you've got a dime, buy a war-saving stamp. And now, the adventures of Superman. Superman and his guys of Clark Kent, Perry White, Lois Lane, and young Jimmy Olsen are now deep in the wilderness of the Hudson Bay region of northern Canada visiting Sebastian Beauvais at his hunting lodge. Sebastian claimed to have seen a headless Indian riding through the night, twice. If he saw it a third time, according to the legend, he would die. Shortly thereafter, the cry of the Indian was heard, and his flaming figure, minus a head, was seen galloping through the forest on a huge white horse. Kent and White set out to follow the trail of the apparition through the snow-covered woods. Meanwhile, the sinister character known as the Laugher, carrying a rifle, followed the two men. As our last episode ended, Kent and White had come to the edge of a deep canyon from which the white horse and its mysterious headless rider seemed to have taken off into thin air. And as they stood, discussing the weird circumstance. Kent, we'll have to come back here tomorrow and have a look at the bottom of that canyon. Well, we won't find anything. That horse certainly didn't leap into space and kill himself and his rider. Well, he certainly didn't sprout wings and take off like an (coughs) airplane. Oh, Mr. White! Chief! Look out for yourself, Kent! I, I've been it's shot, Scott. Chief. No, Mister White. Great Scott! Blood streaming from his temple. Got to get him back to the lodge at once and telephone for a doctor. All for these clothes. <sighs> Can't waste precious seconds. Not even a Superman. There. Just gather him up in my arm. And now, up. Open the door, for I sake! It's Mr. Kent and Mr. White, Sebastian.
1: Ah, c'est bon.
0: Perry. Oh, Mr. Kent, wh- what's happened? Why are you carrying Mr. Out White? Out of the way, Jim. I want to get him to that couch in front of the fireplace. Mister oh.
1: Kent, mon dieu, what has happened? I know if you go after the headless Indian. Ah, c'est dommage. Perry, my friend. Let me get him on that couch, please, and close the door, Jim. Don't stand there gawking. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Jimmy. Had me push the couch closer to the fire. All right. It burned good. very need to be warm. Ah oh, mon dieu, mon dieu. Where's the nearest doctor? Doctor, you make the job. No, I'm asking you. There is no doctor for a hundred of miles. You've got to do something. Mr. White may be dying. For 40 years in these woods, I am my own doctor. I will look at him. Uh, the pulse first. Let me see. Uh. Sebastian. Wait, I... wait, young man, wait. What happened, Monsieur Kent? Oh,
0: I don't know exactly. We were standing out in the woods on the edge of a canyon. When suddenly
1: I heard a shot fired and Mr. White collapsed at my feet. How long ago is this? Oh, less than a minute. What? Well, you said Perry and you standing on the edge of the canyon? This must be Devil's Canyon. He's the only one and it is five miles from here. And you got back with Mr. White in a minute? A
0: minute? Oh, well, I I, I must have made a
1: mistake. Well, I... I've noticed you make strange mistakes in what
0: you say very often, Mr. Kent. Well, never
1: mind that. Mr. White may be dying. No, no not... he is not dying. He will be all right. The bullet grazed the side of his head. Jimmy. Yeah? You go to the bathroom. Bring me a small medicine kit. Cibuplec, oh, quick. wait. Uh, I mean, sit, sure. Sit. Are you sure, Mr. White's going to be all right, Sebastian? I have a certainty. Hello, Kent. You're from the city. Even the North Woods often there is the accident. We learn how to take care of ourselves. Uh, Perry's pulse is very strong. Oh. Hello, even now I begin to wake up. Perry, Perry, mon ami. Oh. Why, why... You see, Mr. Kent? Oh,
0: thank heaven. I was so worried when I saw that blood. My only thought was to get him to a
1: doctor as quickly as possible. Of course, of course. Still, I cannot understand. What? How do you return carrying a heavy man like Perry from the Devil Canyon in so short a time? Well, you see... No, no, Kent. I do not see. It take at least one full hour to reach the canyon from here. You left here one hour ago. How do you and Perry reach the canyon and return in, in that time?
0: Well, I... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't
1: the Devil's Canyon at all. It was precipice, you say, and canyon? Yes. Ah, bien. That is the only one near here. You know something, Mr. Kent? What? I like you. You are a very fine person. But I, Sebastian Bouvet, have the sixth sense. In the woods, you learned that. You learn to look in the right direction when the moose or the elk cross the path. Why? The sixth sense. And my sixth sense tell me there is something strange about you. You are not... You're not what you appear.
0: There's nothing strange about me any more than there's something strange about that headless Indian.
1: You say queer words. The headless Indian is very strange, certainement.
0: Oh, no, the headless Indian is a trick, nothing more.
1: And we'll prove that to you before we're through. Ah, bien.
0: Oh, I'll tell you something. You're hiding something from Mr. White and me. Huh? Oh, don't look so surprised. Perhaps I have a sixth sense, too.
1: Monsieur Kent, can't. I tell no, it's you... It's all
0: right. It's all right. No one's rushing you. you. Tell us in your own good time. Just remember one thing. We can't help you unless you tell us everything. Understand?
1: We. Oui, I understand.
0: What are you holding back? What would you like to tell us that you feel you can't?
1: Well, I.
0: Here's the medicine. Uh... Sir. Gosh, I hope I'm in time.
1: I, uh, we will not fix Perry's wound here. We take him upstairs to his room. You bring the me. Okay. Here, I'll give you a hand, to Mr. White. Am I a wiggling? Am I a puny city fellow? I carry my friend Perry in my own strong arms. Stop. Up the stairs, Jimmy. You know the room? Okay, follow me. Well, uh, since
0: the chief's all right, i uh, I'll, I'll stay down here if you don't mind. Not at turn,
1: monsieur. You wish to look in the fire and dream a while, n'est-ce pas? Do not worry about Barry. In the morning, he is as good as no. Bonsoir, monsieur Kent.
0: Good night, Sebastian. Good night, Jim. Good night. Clark Kent watches the others out of the sight up the stairs. Then seats himself before the fire. Slowly, the mantel clock ticks the minutes away, and the fire burns to embers. The clock strikes one. A few moments later, the outer door opens slowly. It is the Laugher who quietly enters the main room of the lodge, rifle in hand. As he moves toward the stairway, the form, not of Kent, but of Superman, rises from behind the couch and stands weirdly silhouetted in red cape and blue suit in the flickering embers of the fire. Wait. What? I want to talk with you, Laugher.
2: Come here. Who are you? I cannot see you very well. The room is so dark. Superman. (laughs) Bless my soul, I believe it is. What in the world are you doing here? Give me that rifle.
0: (sighs) Just as I thought. This rifle has been fired. I've done a good deal of hunting with it. I mean within the last few hours. What were you doing out in the woods
2: tonight? Attempting to kill Perry White and Clark Kent? Oh? Strange thing. I got White. Saw so him drop. But then something happened. What happened? I can't say exactly. I couldn't see very well it all happened so quickly. Suddenly neither Kent nor White's body were there. Did you have anything to do with that? I may have.
0: It may also interest you to know that you failed to kill White. Your bullet grazed his temple. He's still alive. But you admit you tried to kill Perry White and almost
2: succeeded. Why not? You recall in our previous meeting, Superman, I analyzed you as the type who would not kill. I also told you that no amount of pain would have any effect on me. As for the police, if you wish them to take care of me, you must have proof of any accusations you make. Accusations that cannot be proved, Superman... Bounce off me like rubber balls. Well, try and bounce this off your jaw. (laughs) All right, get up. (laughs) Dear me, I dislike being buffeted about like a punching bag. I'm so fat it doesn't really hurt. Still, it wounds my dignity. Why, you... Take my word for it. No amount of pummeling will induce me to give up my resolve to get rid of your friends take me to the police, even now that I've told you it was I who fired that shot at Perry White, and I will merely deny it. There's the evidence of the rifle, the fact that it's been fired. An accident. I was out hunting in the moonlight, and I mistook Perry White for a deer, let us say. (laughs) You see, Superman, I have alibis prepared for every emergency. There's nothing you can do to me. There is always something I can do to you. Not now. (laughs) Why do you look at me so strangely? There are
0: people upstairs. People who mean to me more than my own life. They've been in many tight spots, and I've saved them every time. I'm not going to fail
2: them now. (laughs) Perry White, Lois Lane, Clark Kent... Yes, and young Jimmy Olson, All shall perish. And there is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> As the fat man's hollow
0: laughter echoes to the high beam ceiling, the muscles in Superman's arms tighten into steel hard knots. For the first time in his existence, he feels an overpowering desire to kill to crush the horrible creature standing before him, as he would a slimy reptile. But he restrains himself. There must be another way. Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode of this thrilling story, same time, same station. Yes, and listen every day, Monday through Friday. Tune in and follow the adventures of Superman. Yes, be sure to tune in again tomorrow for another thrilling Superman episode. And don't forget what else you're going to do tomorrow. You're going to buy just as many war stamps as you possibly can, and you're going to do that just as often as you can get mother or dad to give you a dime. You know, when you see that big capital S on a three-cornered shield, you recognize that as the emblem of Superman, and you know at once what it stands for. Likewise, when you see the capital letters U.S. on a war savings stamp or bond, you recognize them as the emblem of Uncle Sam, and it represents a pledge from Uncle Sam to you. It's his pledge to use every dime you loan him when you buy war-saving stamps for more bullets and guns and planes and all the other things the American armed forces need to win a smashing victory from the Nazis and from the Japanese. Faster than a speeding bullet! More powerful than a locomotive! Able to leave tall buildings in a single bound!
1: Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird!
0: It's a plane! It's Superman! Follow the adventures of Superman every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comics magazine. This is Mutual.